Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello, I'm Ross Birkinshaw and thanks for downloading today's podcast on Friday the 27th of October. As NHS waiting lists continue to grow, a Kent student says he's put off seeing a doctor for two years. New analysis reveals the number of patients waiting for treatment could top 8 million by next summer. Ahmed Al-Kahim has been telling us about his condition. Symptoms I've, I've been experiencing, it's like... Um... It's just like irritation in my stomach that I've been experiencing a lot. Um, so my dad's got recently diagnosed, not recently, he's had ulcerative colitis since 2017. And it's like foods that foods that we eat can irritate the stomach. And it's like, it affects, it, it affects me day to day because I'm unaware of what's good for me and what's, what's bad for me to eat. So it's all about, like it's literally all about dieting. But having the, the correct advice is something that I should get. But obviously I've been avoiding it just because of the waiting times. If you go to A&E, you're waiting in there for a good four to five hours. You're literally wasting your whole day just sitting there doing nothing. And then calling the GP, I tried asking them for an emergency appointment. They said, my doctor's not available at this time. Like, even though it's a priority and it should be considered as an emergency. The Health Foundation is calling for changes in policy and continued investment in the NHS. The government says strike action by hospital staff is partly to blame for the long waiting lists. But Medway GP Dr Julian Spinks doesn't agree. I have to say that it's a convenient excuse for them um, because if you actually look at it, the waiting list started to build a decade ago. And really, the industrial action has had a small effect, but compared with the big rise prior to it, it's a, a very small factor. The winter is a difficult time for the NHS, so it's a bigger challenge to actually maintain the waiting list and an even bigger challenge to actually reduce it during the winter. Unless investment is put into the NHS, I think we're stuck with long waiting lists for several years. An NHS spokesperson says progress is being made to bring down waiting times, with two-year waits now virtually eliminated. Thousands of pounds have been raised for a school near Sittingbourne that's been damaged by fire. Four fire engines were called to Rodmersham Primary after a blaze broke out in a roof yesterday evening. It's been badly damaged and a fundraising page has been set up to pay for repairs. A yellow weather warning set to come into force across Kent overnight has been extended for an extra day. The Met Office issued the alert for heavy rain from midnight tonight until Sunday evening. We're being warned there's a chance homes and businesses could be flooded and to expect disruption to travel. Kent Online News. Police are being given more powers to tackle antisocial behaviour in Gravesend. A dispersal order's in place following a rise in groups becoming disorderly. Officers will now be able to move on anyone causing a nuisance and if they return, they could be arrested. Chalet owners on the Isle of Sheppey have been left to battle hour-long queues due to gas roadworks. They say traffic jams around their homes are a nightmare after councillors gave permission for a narrow lane to act as the only route between East Church and several caravan parks. Our reporter Megan Carr's been chatting to 71-year-old Dennis Moyce, who lives on Warden Road. It's completely and utterly restricted me going out uh, on, on several occasions or the few occasions when I have been out as well as many many people off of this particular site and will impact on everybody here um you know we just cannot cannot get down uh, plough lane or plough road whichever uh, word you like to use um you know yesterday there was a uh, uh, one of these juggernauts down there um 
that had to be, he reversed into the field to try and let traffic through. He got stuck in the field uh, and we believe, we don't know, but we believe that someone would have had to uh, pull him out with a tractor. Uh, that was yesterday. Again today, um, we're of the opinion that uh, I believe someone with a caravan uh, tried to go down there. Uh, again, Plough Lane was blocked off and there's no other road that we can go down. We can't go up uh, the remainder of Walden Road because that's where the work is being carried out. Of course. And, I mean, as you, as someone that lives, obviously, quite far out of East Church, I mean, how long has it putting you off going shopping? Well, yes, it certainly has. I mean, I don't want to be sitting in Plough Lane, uh, Plough Road, for, you know, which could be in excess of an hour. Uh, especially if you get two lorries going down, it's a, it's an impossibility to get past at the moment. Um, you know, you're going to find that all the little laybys that are available, once they're all used up, people have stopped there to let other vehicles through. It just gets backed up, so you cannot get through. Um, so, and for me personally, you know, for me to go to lays down from here, as I said before, it's maybe a six mile drive, but now. I'm having to go 12 miles out of my way to do the additional six miles to get into Laysdown. So what should have been a basically a six-mile trip is now 18 miles, you know. And, and we're talking about this particular week. Next week, uh, the kids, I believe, are back at school. It's going to be even worse. As Where's the mothers going to park to take their kids to school? Well, they can't even get down Walden Road to park. Kent's getting nearly a million pounds to help reduce crime and anti-social behaviour. Funding from the government's Safer Streets programme will be used in Chatham, Folkestone, Sittingbourne and Sheerness. The county's police and crime commissioner says it'll help support local businesses, establish neighbourhood watch groups and improve local parks. Kent Online reports. A man accused of murdering his girlfriend's 18-month-old son near Faversham's told a jury he treated the boy as one of his own. Alfie Phillips had more than 70 injuries when he was found dead at a caravan in Herne Hill in 2020. 35-year-old Jack Benham of High Street Road is on trial along with the boy's mum. They both deny ever hurting him. A Kent man who was victim of a knife crime is featuring in a new documentary. Curtis White was stabbed in the back in Ramsgate last year and believed he'd be left to die. His story is being told in the film Scars, Surviving a Stabbing, which explores the mental health impacts of a knife attack. A. Brethnatch is the director of Scars and has been speaking with Leanne. I was stabbed about eight years ago and... As a young man at the time, I didn't really speak about it at all. I wasn't that attuned to mental health back then. Therapy was never something I even considered. And I think that's probably the experience of quite a lot of young people that are that experience knife violence. Um, over the eight years of bottling up my feelings, I noticed that my feelings of hurt and anger and fear on some level weren't necessarily going away. I always thought time was a healer, but I was surprised how little I managed to process over that time. And I got to a point in my 30s where I just wanted to feel light and feel like I was free of, um, of that feeling. And because 
I'd got to a point in my career where I'm now luckily able to develop my own films. I thought it'd be really, I thought it'd be a really rewarding project and potentially therapeutic on some level to to make a film about my experience and and meet others that have gone through similar things. And, and when you were speaking to Curtis um, and hearing his story, his story is obviously very different to yours. All the stories are, are very different. But how did it make you feel hearing him speak about what he went through? When I first met Curtis, I just kind of I kind of just got him as a person actually because he reminds me of one of my best mates from school um, and he's just the most lovely sort of down-to-earth and genuine and kind person um, so I found it really upsetting at first to hear that someone had attacked him um, when his back was turned it's just yeah it's it's an upsetting thing I think part one of the most upsetting things about being stabbed is knowing that someone has cared so little for your well-being or your life um, but no no one deserves it but Curtis is such a kind soul and I found it upsetting to, to hear that he'd gone through it um, what I found really interesting about Curtis is that he'd taken a really different approach to processing what he went through to me I didn't press charges against my my perpetrator. Um, his was luckily identified through CCTV, so his experience was quite different to mine. He actually found some closure by seeing his perpetrator go through the criminal justice system and and be sentenced to twelve years, whereas I never had anything like that. Um, there are also the saying that there are also elements of Curtis's experience that are undoubtedly much more difficult than mine. You know, he had a the first year of his life was pretty much a physical recovery as well. The first year after being stabbed for him was very much a physical recovery as well as a psychological recovery. So I just really admire him as a person and. I like giving a voice to people who I admire and who I think deserve to be heard. A new archaeology gallery is due to open at Maidstone Museum next summer. The exhibition will tell the story of how people lived in the area over the last 600,000 years. Kent Online reports. Two women who hurled abuse at pupils outside a school in Thanet have appeared in court. Brodie Abbott and her sister Michelle Sackett went to confront children they suspected of bullying. The 33-year-old from Ashclose in Broadstead and 45-year-old from Whitehall Road have been convicted of using threatening words to cause fear or violence. They'll be sentenced at a later date. A row's broken out over a new dentist sign in Deal. Residents say the dark-coloured board that's been put up outside Victoria Road Dental Care is too big and doesn't fit the style of the local area. Phil Welton lives opposite the dental practice. The previous sign was a nice white sign with, with very orthodox lettering on it. Uh, and the, the dentist has been there for, well, since before we moved in 15 years ago. Everybody knows it's a dentist, and it was further back, but it was white with rather, you know, nice 
unobtrusive but very legible lettering on it saying, you know, who they were and all, what the hours were and all the rest of it. Um, the first change we felt, we saw was these, these very weird stencils going up in the windows, which we had no idea about. And then this very aggressive black and yellow, which are, as you may know, the, 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 the colours used for things like nuclear waste danger. You know, the colour choice is incredibly uh, bad. Uh, black and yellow with a bit of white, just for Victoria Road Dental Care, whoever they are, and Portman. And that's, that's basically the company that's taken over there. And uh, it just looks horrible. And I have a friend who, who lives over there next door who uh, pointed out to me that uh, they were now, after, they, after the... the after the uh, effect, as it were, asking for planning permission. So, uh, you know, it didn't occur to me that I could do anything about it, but uh, so I sent, I sent in uh, an objection based on what I've just told you. It's, it's, it's ugly, it's obtrusive, it's not necessary. There was some suggestion by someone uh, over there that, that oh, no one really knew there was a dent dentist, no one could tell there was a dent dentist. Everybody knows there's a dentist there. It's been there for, for 20 years. It's just changed, changed hands, that's all. Check out Kent Online to see pictures of a load of rubbish that's been dumped near the M20. Tyres, car parts and chemical containers were found by the underpass in Pennenden Heath. Work's being carried out to clear up the mess. Kent Online News. A golf club near Folkestone could be transformed into a lakeside holiday destination. Hythe Imperial Hotel has announced plans to build chalets, a children's play park and boating lake. Residents in a part of deal have won a share of more than £11 million in the People's Postcode Lottery. The money will be split up at random between players in the CT149 postcode with a maximum prize of £388,000. Now, the half-term holiday may be coming to an end, but loads of us will be getting ready to get all spooky and celebrate Halloween this weekend. Our What's On editor, Sam Laurie, has been having a look at what activities are taking place. The spookiest weekend of the year is here, and I bet lots of you are prepping your Halloween costumes and filling up the trick-or-treat sweet bowl as we speak. If you don't already have plans to head out to a Halloween party this weekend, we've got 10 wicked ideas for you, from family fun to adult-only nights out. There's club nights, children's discos, after-dark tours, horror film screenings and more going on over the weekend. So make sure you check out our guide on What's On to fill up your weekend with fun. If being made to jump out of your skin by ghosts and ghouls isn't your idea of a great weekend, however, we have got something on the other end of the spectrum that you might prefer. There are lots of super stand-up comedians coming to Kent Theatres over the next couple of months, including some that will be in town this very weekend. Names including Susie Ruffle, Axel Blake, Rob Delaney, Frankie Boyle and Tom Davis are all visiting the county as part of their latest Laugh Out Loud tours. And you can find all the dates and ticket information on our website. And if tribute nights tickle your fancy, you're in luck because this weekend is brimming with them. There's an ABBA tribute night with Thank You For The Music at Lee's Cliff Hall in Folkestone, a soul party with a Luther Vandross celebration at the Central Theatre in Chatham, and a 70s disco fever with Lost in Music at the Granville Theatre in Ramsgate. So, while there are a few not-so-spooky goings-on in the county this weekend, most places are turning up the screen factor with a host of Halloween celebrations. 
so it's probably about time to slip into that costume and get into the spirit of things. It's only once a year after all. Happy Halloween. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham will be looking to build on Tuesday's win when they host Newport County this weekend. The Jules are seventh in the League Two table after beating Swindon Town away from home. This afternoon's opponents are down in 19th. Gillingham's interim boss is Keith Millen. They will cause us different problems. We've got to respect them as much as we have the last two teams um, for different reasons. They're, they're not on a great run of form at the moment, but then that's always dangerous because they'll be looking to get that next. The next game for them will always be, this could turn us around. So we've got to make sure that it's not us that give them that sort of encouragement. So I would imagine they'll be fighting for their lives, um, be strong, aggressive, um, all of that, what you'd expect really from a Graham Coughlin side. So we'll be ready for that. Um, and I want us to learn from the last two games and take the good bits from them and um, hopefully have some more possession of the ball because we've been a bit starved the last two games so I said to the lads this morning it'd be nice to try and sort of have the ball a little bit more so but we need to be effective with it it's not just I don't want us just keeping the ball for the sake of keeping it and getting our stats up it's, it's about scoring goals and trying to win football matches. And for you this week and, and looking up to the weekend, it's it's business as usual, is it? As, as usual as it can be in this situation? Yeah, it's, it's pretty usual. Yeah, it's not unusual, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm I'm in charge for Saturday. I've been told that. Um, and I've also planning for next week. Now, if it changes before the Hereford game, it changes. But we, we always try and do at least a week planner for the players and staff. So... It's that, that's what we've done. We've sat down and spoke about. Um, we've had a busy schedule, midweek games. So next week gives us a free week. So it'd be a case of hopefully getting a good performance on Saturday and result, and then they can have a little bit of a rest um, purely because they deserve a rest. No, no other reason. Um, so we'd probably give them the, the Monday off to, to recover after a busy period. Kick-off tomorrow is at three. Well, that's all from us. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, as always, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and, of course, TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email inbox each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.